Hello, Guru Fateh. Welcome to the Sikhcast. My name is Manpreet Singh. Thank you for being with us. We are back with the Shabbat of the week. And with me today, I have Harinder Singh. Harinder, thanks for being on the podcast. Guru Fateh, nice to be back again. And this week's Shabbat is titled, Now I Have Discovered a Great Homeland by Bhagat Ravidas. So Harinder, let's stick to our format. Uh, please read it um, in Gurmukhi and Gurbani, and I'll read the English translation, and then we'll get into the Shabbat. Sure. Rag Gaudi Ravdas Jike Pade Gaudi Gwareri Ikwankar Satnam Kartapuruk Gur Prasad Begam Pura Saherko Nao Duk Andeho Nahitehithao Nataswis Kiraj Namal Khok Nakata Natars Jawal Ab Mohekub Vatan Gahapai ऊहा खैर सदा मेरे पाई राव अब मोहे खूब वतन गह पाई ऊहा खैर सदा मेरे पाई राव कायम दायम सदा पातशाही दोम नसेम एक सो आही आबादान सदा मशहूर ऊहा गनी बसह मामूर त्यो त्यो सैल करह ज्यो पावे महरम महल नाको अटकावे कह रविदास खलास चमारा जो हम सहरी सोमीत हमारा बेगमपुरा सिटीज नेम इज सारो लेसवेल नो पेन और एंजाइटी इन दैट प्लेस नो ग्रीफ नो टैक्सेस ऑन कमोडिटीज नो फियर ऑफ एरर नो फियर ऑफ लॉस नाउ आई हैव डिस्कवर्ड अ ग्रेट होमलैंड ओ माय ब्रदर देयर इज ऑलवेज गुडनेस देयर रिफ्लेक्ट सोवरेनिटी इज ऑलवेज स्टेबल नो सेकंड और थर्ड ओनली वननेस देयर always populated and famous the contented wealthy dwell there as they please so so they stroll mansion knowers no one blocks their access ravidas the free cobbler says one who resides in my town is my friend so rinder let's talk about a couple of the main ideas the shabad is trying to tell us oh, well shabad is always telling us we are trying to understand it um So you know before we do that I think it's all important to contextualize who's saying it so this is Pagat Ravidas ji and in his culture in Malayu you know generally people describe him as being that he was a reformer a thinker some even say a theosophist a humanist a poet all that is there but if we look at this Shabad we also find out that he's also incredible revolutionary he's what we will call radical pagat because he's trying to go after not just the personal experience of the divine but also creating a community when others can experience their own freedoms and by the way historically pagat ravdas ji uh, different communities call him guru ravdas pagat ravdas sant ravdas and there are different names for him which show up in history under raidas rohidas and ruhidas but that said he was centered around the city which now is called varanasi in uttar pradesh which the old two names are kashi or banaras so he is right in the center of what we now generally call a hindu culture or hindu religion and his background is that he is a cobbler or a shoemaker of a kut bandla chamar caste which essentially says that his he is part of the what we as we understand today to be the downtrodden or the dalit community or the molnivasi community where they are actually at the bottom of the caste system essentially saying that they are the oh their their issues are not being heard they're not treated equally uh and it's in this context 
who is surrounded by the larger hegemonic culture of caste system, who himself is experiencing the divine. Among other things, he shares with us in this Shabbat his utopian vision. And his utopian vision is the Rahau line in this Shabbat, where uh, you know, we ask people to reflect on it. We pause, pause to reflect, and he says, I have actually discovered a great homeland. And the reason it's great is because the goodness is always present there. So his, his the utopian vision is coming out, and he calls this place uh, a sorrowless will, or the city without sorrow, Begampura. Why is this Begampura? Because in the first paragraph, his focus is on, you know, taxation. You know, there's this issue even today. Taxation is always, economic policies always dictate what happens. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a matter of who, how you collect taxes and where those taxes are spent. And he says, we need to figure out the right taxation. That's what gives us lesser pains, and then people don't have fears of uh, errors or losses. So this idea of fear, he connects with a little bit with the taxation because there are commodity fears and there are other uh, emotional fears we have. So the one focus he has in this Shabbat is we need to have proper taxation. If we have that, that creates uh, economic equity, we'll call it today. Then in the second paragraph, he goes after what we will call today civil rights or political rights. He says, you can have a stable uh, nation, region, country, republic, kingdom, whatever the terms might be for different eras. But he says, there is a, there is a way to create stability. And that way is by assuring there are no second or third class citizens. So anytime you have dome the same, dome is second and third, anytime you have created layers of citizenry or layers of rights for people based on their uh, social strata, gender, or uh, other things, and he actually keeps it very open. He says any level of second or third class citizens, when you have that, there cannot be a stability. The sovereignty will always be questioned of people who are ruling. And if you are taking care of this by creating oneness among this, among the residents of this place, then everyone is very contented and wealthy, which means there's a healthy population living. And in the last stanza of this, he says, you know, everyone has access to the mansion knowers, as he calls it, implying divine as well as the rulers. He basically says people don't have access to people who are in the ruling classes or the whoever the sovereign is. People need to be freely strolling, which means this is, if you create access for everyone, where they're able to talk, have a dialogue, record their, you know, complaints, uh, then you basically are creating uh, the ideas of freedom. He says, I feel free. Because I feel free, I'm able to talk about all these things. And because I treat everyone equally, not only are people who live here in the town are citizens, but they're actually my friend. Because citizenry is a compliance thing or a nation ideas which have been developed in the last 150 years. But he's actually going beyond that this is not a legal thing for me, this is actually a relationship thing for me. So this is incredible vision uh, Pagad Ravdasji is giving in creating sort of a, in three paragraphs, his vision from economic rights, political rights, as well as creating accesses to develop freedoms. So let's talk about Begumpura. Begumpura, what is the concept of it? Has, do we ha- has it been done um, in any time in our Sikh history? Well, of course. I mean, so once the vision has been given, if you look at it, the city centers which the gurus established from Kartarpur all the way to Nandpur Sahib, those were the projects, the cities which became Begampuras, because this is where, if you look at the three things he mentioned, uh, how the, the freedom is achieved by creating economic and political rights. So that was done in the guru period. 
at a Punjab level, it was done in the Baba Vanda Singh Bahadur when he established the Khalsa Raj. Uh, and in the later uh, kingdoms of Lahore, you can see lots of elements of this, in, not in the ideal sense, because this is ideal, but the elements of those were visible in Ranjit Singh's kingdom as well. So the vision was given, and it was included in Guru Granth Sahib by Guru Arjan Sahib. That vision incorporated Pagat Ravdas Ji's utopian idea, and there are other ideas of, you know, there's a Halimi Raj idea, there is idea of Kartarpur Kartavase. So in Guru Granth Sahib, in conjunction with Begampura, the gurus actually created these city-states and eventually Bandhabhadar and Ranjit Singh kingdoms uh, practiced this idea to to large extent. This also kind of sounds, and this might be a bad word, I don't know why it's considered a very bad word, at least in America, but maybe a socialist uh, society to me. What do you think? Well, you know, the the terms, they all have uh, political ideologies attached to them, and there's a common understanding. But in a common understanding, I will agree with you. Yes, there is a social, social socialist idea or egalitarian idea is, you know, another word which we can use. Uh, but in the larger sense, when we – this actually about creating a just society. Uh, so that's why I'm a little reluctant to use these words because – as soon as somebody says socialist or Marxist or capitalist or Leninist, those are loaded words because there are actually political histories attached to all of those. But in a common sense, yes, this is about creating fair and just society where people are treated with dignity and respect and their basic economic and political rights are established. Yeah, this is very much in that uh, larger visions which have been presented in in, in, uh, by various individuals throughout the world history, and this was something presented in the hegemonic Brahmanical culture by Pagadravdas Ji by staying in the city of Banaras and, uh, and, ex- and, and creating this message of oneness for himself and extrapolating that to the communities we need to be developing. And so let's get to that. How do we bring the concept of Begampura, like you mentioned before, it was in Lahore, it was during Bandha Singh Bahadur's time, Maybe it wasn't 100% there, but they had all the ideals um, and the outline of developing a city like this. How do we bring that in 2017 in, in our, you know, and you know where is these days? How do we bring this concept back or start bringing it back little by little? Yeah, so this is actually, I think we are sitting in a good place where we get to actually do this in our own locales. So, for example... You can apply this to the family level. So everyone can do that. And this is what I'm saying. At a personal level, everyone can do this. We cannot blame the governments or the gurdwaras or whoever the powers you complain about in your, you know, water cooler discussions at work or other places. So at a personal life, you can do this. For example, if anyone is not being heard in your household, that creates a second or third class status. And you know that that household or that relationship is not stable. You know, there is a fear of share. I mean, this talks about how that creates fear, how people don't stroll, uh, stroll around freely. Uh, so the point being, uh, even at relationship and family level, this can be very much applied. So we can just create this as a litmus test, and we get to take this conversation to our homes and beyond that. So if you are working in an organization, you are working to create better America, or better Gurdwara, or better Panthic ability, or whichever elections we have to deal with, we get to take these ideas and implement them ourselves. And if you are in a public positions, then you get to you get to take these visions and say, this is how I contribute to 
the political climate of America or Canada or India, wherever you happen to be. So we need to, for example, so another way to look at this is at a larger level issues, uh, let's say national or international issues, we need to be presenting our visions, which are born out of Guru Granth Sahib, and this is one of the visions on how do you create a just and equitable society? Well, you create just taxation. Let's work towards that. You create no second and third class citizenry, uh, and that's all based on the policies we adopt, not the charters we mention in. The last two lines really hit me. Ravi Das, the free cobbler, says, one who resides in my town is my friend. If I look at all the cobblers now that are in Punjab, all the people from Ravi Das's time, as you mentioned, uh, the Dalits, the problems that he was facing then are the exact same problems we are facing now. How, you know, my question really is, the people that are, because there's even factions of, you know, we only believe in Ravi Das, and there's Ravi Das Gudwaras now. How do we get, and now he's talking about a big uh, put a concept where everyone's your friend, everybody is equal. How is, how is there so much misalignment still? Well, misalignment occurs because at a personal level, we don't deal with it. And people, when they know that you're not, um, you're not fully comprehending the vision, then they bank on it and they create ruckus within the communities and divisions within the community. So, for example, now there are temples which are called Begampura, which is fine. We name temples in a particular way or gurdwaras in a particular way. But we need to have, even if all the gurdwaras, all the temples who call themselves Begampura or followers of Pagat Ravidas Ji or Guru Ravidas or Santa Ravidas, they need to exercise this more. And one of, as you said, this line hits, it more, hit, hit you, hits you, well, because a free cobbler is saying this. If unless you become a free individual, you cannot help creating free societies. And this is larger thesis of Sikhi as well. I need, in my mind, in my behavior, I need to become a free individual. Then I can create, help create free societies and free communities. I would say the, the, the challenge will always remain. This is the part of utopian visions because it gives you ideas on how to implement and create mandates for your era and your time, whichever times we live in. Uh, and uh, I would say the challenge in India, which you were mentioning, is you know the the, the ruling community still invoke the the names of Pagat Ravidas or Sant Ravidas or Guru Ravidas, but they actually don't look at the policies. And so what happens is, while at the same time the Ravidasis or people who identify with Pagat Ravidas, whichever communities they might belong to or religions while they themselves are somewhat becoming successful in some individual capacities and are organized, they also need to be vigilant about how, what vision they are giving. Uh, and I think this is the continuous struggle. Each community which self-identifies with a particular icon or a leader is facing, including six. Harinder, before I let you go, any final thoughts on uh, the Shabbat? Well, let me personally talk about it a little bit. You know, this is one of the Shabbats I visit frequently um, because, you know, a lot of Gurbani, as we sometimes say, are love songs, their personal love relationship to the divine, which this one is as well. Uh, I visit this a lot because when I started my journey of Sikhi, uh, I used to notice in translations that uh, although Pagat Ravdas Ji never said that this is about politics or this is about spirituality, he's talking about in absolute terms, that this applies to anything in life, I used to notice that uh, every 
even when people talked about this, it was very rare, this Shabbat, that they will, only re- they will reduce it to spiritual realm only. And this clearly is not about just spiritual realm. This is actually about creating a space where people can exercise their freedom uh, while securing economic and political rights. Um, it, it is actually so personal that when I was, uh, when my daughter was born, we were looking for the words after a hukum, and her letter came gaga, or the sound g, or ga sound actually. Uh, and the, the word we picked was gani. It is from this uh, this shabad where it says, you know, the word gani comes in, and this is describing the residents of uh, um, the Begampura, and it says uha gani basem amur, which means. Gani is Arabic word for carefree and wealthy and rich and that kind of an idea. So people who reside there are rich. Richness and wealth is not just of material sense, but also of your developmental sense. So I, I find that this is one of the few shabads which actually helps us create visions and uh, manifestations or manifestos if some people want to work on on creating what kind of cities to make. If I live in Bridgewater and I want to be active in Bridgewater politics, this gives us vision what I should be taking to the Bridgewater city meetings if I choose to be active, or in the states we are involved in, or in the Gurdwaras and organizations we are involved in. So I think um, I highly recommend people that look at some of these Shabbas, and this is one of them, where Pagat Ravdasji actually um, got in trouble for creating this vision for the societies at the time because they also had haves and have nots just like today. And while people were attracted to him, to him because of his vision, uh, his vision not just on spirituality, but also political vision, I'm saying. People like Mirabai, for example, you know, she's so famous. She was a princess uh, of Chittor. And, uh, and she called him guru, actually. So she learned not only how to develop a personal relationship with the divine, because this is how you become personally free, and then it extends into how do you create a vision of freedom for the communities you live in. So it's a very integrated approach, which is in line with Sikhi. This is uh, probably one of the reasons. I don't know for sure, but I'm sure this is this has something to do with it, why Guru Arjun have included that as one of the major contributors of Guru Granth Sahib in Gaudi Gwareri. And I end with that. Gaudi Rag in itself is about serious discussions where the ideas are not just philosophical or spiritual, but they require serious attention. It is about the style. So having this Shabbat in Gaudi Rag also tells us that this needs to be deliberated upon seriously. And this is a huge Begampura vision uh, Pagad Ravdasji is sharing with us because he himself has become a free individual. Render, always appreciate your time and insights. Very valuable. I, I really love this Shabbat. Thank you for bringing uh, Begum Pura in more context with uh, Pagat Pravidas. And so if uh, people want to know what you're doing, find out where you are, where you're speaking next, how do they how do they know what's happening uh, with you? Well, generally, I think Sikh Research Institute is the best uh, website or Facebook to find out. But if you are on Twitter, then at One Force is where you'll find out what I'm up to and which cities I'm going in. I will be traveling... Uh, in the last quarter quite a bit. So you might see me in different cities. I was just in Calgary and LA in the last couple of weeks. I'll end, I'm sure I'll end up in uh, at least Vancouver and some more cities soon um, as well. Great. Thank you for being on this podcast, Guru Fateh. Guru Fateh, thank you.